us today on episode number 197 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're talking all about consistency. A lot of runners come to us wanting to know, how can I be more consistent? Whether that's with their running or their strength training that they know that they should do. So today we're going to talk about the keys that you need to remember if you want to be more consistent to achieve your goals. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. All right, so this is the hot topic of the week. It's going to be our monthly focus topic for our Real Life Runners training team next week, or I'm sorry, next month in the month of May. Yes, it's a big May challenge. May challenge. We've got our May challenge going on right now. We've got um, our May training team focus, which is going to be all about consistency and habit formation and really walking people through how to form a habit and how to do it so that it actually sticks and that it's not just one more thing that you try and don't succeed at like we're going to be diving in really really deep in all of that inside the real life runners training team in may so if you're not a part of the team yet head over to realliferunners.com at forward slash join if you want to join the team and we also have the may challenge um all set up for you guys too if you're not ready to join the team for some reason i'm not quite sure what that reason might be Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but if you still want to challenge yourself and commit to something we also have the run your life challenge back for the month of may where you can commit to a set number of minutes you decide what you want to commit to. Maybe it's 10 minutes a day. Maybe it's 30 minutes three times a week. Whatever it is that you want to commit to, you make that commitment, you sign up for the challenge, you get a medal, you get some swag, and then you also get entered to win prizes. So who doesn't love prizes? I'm entering myself just to win prizes. I know. Am I eligible? Sure, why not? Okay. No, you're not. Dang it. No. So (laughs) we've got some gooder sunglasses. We've got Amazon gift cards. So why why not make a commitment? to yourself and then have a chance to win some prizes in the process right nice prizes too so everybody wants getters i know so if you are interested in signing up for the challenge or the team head over to yourrunningplan.com. you can sign up for both there um so today we're talking about the topic of consistency now i did a free class about this on monday and if you haven't had the chance to watch that yet I highly suggest you go back and watch that you can find that replay over at realliferunners.com forward slash consistency we've got all sorts of links for you today and they will all be in the show notes for you of course which so, you should check out all the time. The yeah. show notes are full of good links. Yeah, the show notes, you can get to the show notes by going to realliferunners.com forward slash episode 197 for this one. Yeah, so, and but you all get of to our the show, show notes, notes like inside the podcast. Inside, yeah, basically, if you just go to realliferunners.com and click on podcast at the top, yep. you'll get to them. So there. if you get to the show notes, it'll have kind of like a summary of the episode and then all of the links that we talk about. So again... Make sure you check out that free class about consistency and motivation. Yeah, it was a great class. It was. I was not there. You were not. I missed you. I was busy trying to teach 14-year-olds how DNA becomes RNA and synthesizes proteins. That doesn't sound as fun as me teaching this class. It really, it was was not (laughs) for anybody involved. No, like I had a really fun time. Um, So thank you to all of you that showed up live. There was like so much action in the chat and so much interaction. I loved hanging out with you guys for that 
hour um, on Monday. But today we've got Kevin, and we're going to be to- covering a similar topic, just with um, kind of both of us. Kind of both of us yeah. going back and forth the, on the ideas. The take on this idea. Um, so basically, if, if this is something, if this is an area that you are having trouble with, right? Like if you just can't figure out how to stay consistent. Maybe it's maybe it's not with the running. Maybe you're good with running. Maybe it's strength training, right? Or maybe it's your mobility work where it's these other things that you know you should be doing, but for some reason, something keeps getting in the way. So during this episode, when we use the word running, you can just replace that with something else, right? Like if, if there's something else, one other area that you are struggling with um, to find that consistency or that motivation to do those things, just replace, you know, that idea for yourself. Right, because we all have probably some area that we wish we were a little bit more consistent. Some Sleep. of us are like, look, whatever it is, I'll go out the door. Like it's raining and snowing and sleeting and yeah. it's like three o'clock in the morning and this is my only window to fit it in, but I guess I'm still going to go for my run. Okay, but I need you to plank for 30 seconds. Nope, I don't have any time in my day for that 30-second <laughs> plank. Yeah, it's so true. I got in my solid six miles this morning, but I definitely don't have time for two sets of 30-second planks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But, it's so true, but it, though. It's spot on. Right. Or, you know, oh, I, I can get all of this stuff in, but I just don't have time for sleep. Well, then you're not getting all of that stuff in optimally. Yeah. Like, you could pull back on a couple of those things and put put sleep as priority. Yeah. There's there's always some area and it's it's not like there's a perfect balance to this thing, but you got to kind of try to and find, optimize as much as you can. You optimize and you have to find your balance, yes. right? And I think that that's really what all of this comes down to is what is right for you. And we have our real life runners training system that we coach our athletes in because we believe that there are seven things that people need to really understand how they affect your running and your training because a lot of times runners just get frustrated, right? They get frustrated because they're not making progress and they can't understand it. They're following training plans and they're still getting injured and they're not making the progress that they want. And it just becomes like frustrating and overwhelming and confusing. And then a lot of times people just quit or they just kind of throw their hands up in the air and they're not sure what to do. Or they ask Coach Google for the answer. Coach Google, yes. And they're Dr. Uh, Google, Coach Google, all here, sorts of fun stuff. There are these 700 different things that you need to focus on on your run. It's, right. is it, and then it's just overwhelming because it's like, oh, well, I'm not doing that or that or that. And how do I fit all of those things? And it just mm-hmm. becomes overwhelmed and the response to overwhelm is to do None of them. Right, exactly. And then you just tell yourself that you don't have time because it's too overwhelming, right? You don't have those steps actually in order of like, okay, this is where I am now. What do I need to focus on? And that's what we specialize in on the the training team. You know, we love helping runners to get from where they are to where they want to be by laying out a very clear path. And that's what we want to help you guys with today also is giving you some of the keys that you need to keep in mind here when it comes to that area that you might not be consistent in or that might be frustrating you what what is going on exactly and then what can you do about it right like why are you encountering this resistance why are you struggling with this lack of consistency in certain areas of your life when you know that you can do it in other areas, in other areas right yes. like how come I can't get the follow-through over over here right like maybe you're a great mother maybe you are like rock star at work like maybe like there's some area of your life where you know you're consistent like maybe you're really really good at brushing your teeth every day right like that's a consistent habit like I know it sounds a little silly but like there's certain things that you do every day without even thinking about them and for some of us we're like well why can't running just be like that 
and it, it can it if can. you kind of kind of work on it and, and get it to that point. Yes, it can actually get there. It can get there. But there's reasons why, for some people, it's it's not there right now. Well, I think that it's all people at some point. Yes, to be, to be quite honestly, I don't think it's just like some people have issues with this. I think all people have issues with this at some point in their journey. And I think that some people may have gotten past this, correct, and then fallen back into it. Yeah. Like, oh man, my consistency is so on point. Except for February's, like mm-hmm. whatever it is that just like, or like if they're not signed up for a race, right? Yes, this is the one ever of the, popular not signed up for a race, right? Like this is one of the reasons that people love signing up for races because it quote unquote gives them motivation, right? Like they have to have something on the calendar, and then when they know that they have that thing on the calendar, then they'll do the training. They've got that goal, they've got that motivation to actually get out there every day and train, and not let their excuses get the better of them. Right, and for the long longest time during this whole pandemic i mean like since like last march when races just started getting shut down and there was none of that and the two of us have gone gone back and forth on this one of like oh man you can really just build up a great base or you could race on your own timeline and we're really far into this now and races are like just slowly starting to come back and i i'm gonna be honest i miss them I've now made it to the point where it's like I I do need something on the calendar. I don't mm. need it, but I train more precisely. It's not that I lose all this consistency. Mm-hmm. It's that I lose some direction without it. I need something out there. And I don't need like a race every other weekend, but I need like a definitive, like I'm going to train to this date. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can find the plan that kind of fine tunes into that. Mm. Otherwise, like I'm, I'm still out there. I'm still training. I've got the consistency, but I'm not sure exactly what I'm aiming for. Yeah, and I think that that's really what the whole point of a goal is, yeah. right? And we have, we have past episodes um, more specific to goal setting. So if you're interested in more specifics on goal setting, go back and ch- you know check out our past library of episodes. But I think that's really the the key to what a goal actually is. A goal is not this thing that either we achieve or don't achieve. And then if we don't achieve it, we feel bad about ourselves. But right. that's how a lot of people look at goals and use goals for themselves, right? Yeah. And that's it's like, I'm either going to get it and then I'm going to be happy about it. And that result is going to give me these feelings of pride of, in myself or I'm not going to achieve it and I'm going to feel disappointed. And that's really not how goal setting should be used. It should be used as like a beacon, right? Like a I was going to say a lighthouse. Yeah, a beacon. Beacon, was, perfect, spot yeah, on. Spot on. Um, we've been doing this a while together. <laughs> um, marriage? Marriage? Life? Podcast? All, there you go. all of the above. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things that like, it's just something to kind of help give you that direction. Right. And so races are helpful for that, but you shouldn't rely only on races as your sole motivation to get out there and run. At least we hope that you don't. Um, and so today we're going to talk a little bit about why this is all like why that resistance is coming up, um, and then what you can do about it. So let's start off with the idea that nothing is wrong with you. I think that this is a really, really powerful place to start. So if I ha- you, I feel some resistance coming up. <laughs> if you have, if you are having problems staying consistent, nothing is wrong with you. Stop judging yourself and telling yourself that something is wrong with you. That I just can't. I don't understand why this is happening. Like this doesn't make sense. I can see other people doing this, and why can't I do it? Like you're just making yourself feel bad about the whole thing about running, and then you feel feel shame and you feel guilt around it. And 
that's not going to motivate you to get out there and do it. Shame and guilt are not the greatest motivation. No, it's not, they're just like really every, not. Every now, people think that they are. Like, oh, now I feel super inspired because I feel bad about myself. Right. Like that's like, just not going to get you out the door day after day. Well, and that's what people think is a motivator, though. It's the same thing with weight loss, right? Yeah. Like people are like, "Well, I can't like my body because if I like my body, then I'm not going to want to." work to actually change my body and lose the weight or get the muscle or do whatever it is and I like to totally flip that on its head and say no actually you have to love your body first and then you'll actually do the things that are good for your body and then get the results that you want it's kind of the opposite way I like to kind of flip things on their heads Mm -hmm. and than, you know, what traditionally is thought. So with your fitness, you can appreciate the fitness level that you're currently at and then strive to improve that fitness level even more. Yeah, absolutely. But it's important to know that nothing has gone wrong. You know, it's there's not something inherently wrong with you because you can't find this motivation. It's actually true that your brain is working against you. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with you. It's actually things are going on or firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it's actually what exactly should be happening, okay? so <laughs> Congrats, your brain is keeping you in survival mode. Right, so this is basically, there's basically two parts of our brain, right? There is the lower part of your brain, like the more reptilian part of your brain, some people call it. And that part of your brain is wired for survival and for comfort. That's pretty much it. Your brain is wired to keep you alive and to keep you comfortable. Sweet. So I'm going to sit on the couch and eat processed sugar. Or stay in bed when that alarm goes off and just pull my covers up a little bit higher. Right, because sleeping is much more safer than getting out of bed and going for a run. Yes. It just it just feels safer. It feel, When it feels better, too. Well, like When yes, you're in a too. nice, comfortable bed and you're all snuggled in there, like it feels much more comfortable. It's Your, body, your brain is telling you, you don't need to run today. Let's just stay here. It's comfortable here. We're safe here. You just you just stay here. Right here, boo. Right, because your brain's only thinking about right now. Right. And the decision of, should I stay in my comfy bed under the covers or get up and go outside and run, yeah. especially if it's still dark outside mm-hmm. or in cold. winter months when it's cold or it's raining or whatever it is, it just, at the moment, it seems so much better to stay in your comfort area. Even though maybe a few hours later, you're going to be like, man, I really wish I had gotten up and run this morning. Mm -hmm. Your brain's not thinking that far ahead. Right now, it's saying, hmm, snooze button. Right. And that's why that's the lower part of your brain that really makes decisions based on emotion and how you're feeling. That's not where you want to be making decisions from when it comes to habits and consistency and the things that you really want to do in your life that you know are good for you good for you right like you need to make those decisions from the more evolved part of your brain from your prefrontal cortex that is involved in decision making and complex problem solving and all of those things that's the part of your brain that you use to actually decide that you want to run in the first place that you know running is good for me running is a form of exercise exercise will help me to live longer like all of the rational thinking comes from your prefrontal cortex and but when you're in the moment, like, and you're thinking from your, you know, emotional side of your brain, you don't want to do that, right? You want to stay safe and you want to stay alive. Running, that could kill us, right? Like 100%. Running, running, like, that's really hard and we sweat a lot and our heart starts beating really fast and then we kind of feel like we can't breathe. Like, that's your brain on high alert, right? Yeah. Like, saying, like, we should not be doing this right yeah, now. Yeah, and I saw a possum the other day. I think it almost killed me. <laughs> 
They are a really frightening looking animal. They are gross looking animal. They are scary. Right. And they have sharp teeth. Right. So once you understand that your brain is working against you and that there's nothing wrong, that that's exactly what it's supposed to be doing, you can, number one, understand it, right? Like that's what we're trying to help explain to you right now. So by listening to this, you're, you're, you got the first step down. You're understanding that that's just how your brain is naturally wired. And then number two, you can accept that, right? Like you can accept that nothing's gone wrong. Okay, this is just my brain doing what it's supposed to do. And then step number three there is that you can choose to overcome it. Yeah, and that's kind of the the key step is you work rationally. You understand that in the heat of the moment or in the warmth of your bed when the alarm goes off, you're not thinking rationally. I know I'm not thinking rationally when the alarm goes at five. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, that's not rational thought. I don't even think it's rational thought by the time I finish my run like an hour later. I'm still not awake enough for the higher level thinking. It's Mm -hmm. just, I'm not there yet. Right, which is why you need to make all of those decisions at some other time. You don't make those decisions at that time. You just follow through on them because you know that you've already made that choice. Right. And one of the things that you have to kind of of overcome here is telling your brain that it's okay to do something new and different because your brain does not like new and different at all. Your brain wants to stick with whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever it's currently doing that feels good. It's going to stay with that. Even if it doesn't feel good. Right. Right. Like this is the thing though, too. It's like you're, even if it doesn't feel good, your brain's like, Oh, but I still, we we still know this and we're still alive. Right. Like there's, there's a discomfort to being overweight. There's a discomfort to having, you know, um, weak muscles or, you know, achy joints or things like that, that exercise will improve. But your body already knows that discomfort and, and it's, you're, you're okay for the most part. You know, it's not terrible. Like we can deal with this, right? And this is why a lot of people stay in situations that they know they, they don't want to be in, but it's because any sort of change, even though you know it's a better change is still scary for your brain. Right. Because your brain wants to maintain, your brain craves stability. Mm -hmm. It doesn't want to do anything outside of what it's currently doing. Even if you can justify that that change will in fact serve long-term benefits. Your brain simply responds, okay, but right now I'm alive and doing anything different may change that. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick with this. So you gotta, you gotta rationalize and you can't rationalize at five o'clock in the morning and be like, eh, maybe when my alarm goes up, I'll decide then to go out and run. No, you won't. You know, that's not going to work. You decide before you go to bed. Right. And so this is where we understand this idea, right? Where, okay, this is how our brain is naturally wired, but we can actually start to rewire our brain. And this is the part that's really exciting because it is a choice, right? You can choose to overcome the way that your brain is naturally wired because people do this all the time, right? So you know that it's possible. Just look around you, right? Like I'm sure you know some runner that's consistent or some runner that gets up at 5 a.m. to run. Um, You're listening to two of them right now. So if you don't know them personally, you know, uh, you know us via this podcast, like it is possible. But I'll, I'll tell you, I did not used to be this way at all. Me me neither. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, both of us, we both ran after work. You know, I mean, if we go all the way back to before kids, that was kind of what we did as our routine after we got married. Like, 
we got married. We went to uh, we got married. Then we went to work. But like every day we, we went to work, um, we would come home, change into our clothes, and go to the gym. Then come home and have dinner, and that was just what we did. Right. We tended to eat a late dinner because we would finish work and then go over to the gym for a little mm-hmm. while, and then come back and and prep and eat dinner. And it was fine that we were eating dinner at like seven thirty, eight o'clock because we didn't have kids. Right. And then kids came along. Right. Yeah. And then that kind of threw a little bit of a wrench. But the first kid, like she would. Still still eat pretty early so we would just kind of trade off right like that's what we were doing at the beginning because we never use the daycare at the gym no we would just take turns we'd take turns at the gym or i was running like late at night like we would have like there were some nights you would run late i would run real late oh yeah that was stupid (laughs) um like we would go home and be like if we eat dinner at five i could probably be running by like 8 30 mm-hmm. i could finish running around like 9 30 maybe we could be in bed by 11 wait is the bachelor on tonight mm-hmm. maybe we can catch the replay of that like we were watching tv shows starting them at like 10 30 11 o'clock at night yeah. going to bed at midnight it was not the, the greatest of choices well and and we realized that right like it, which is <laughs> yeah. why we made choices to change but that i'll tell you that change is not easy and it was not easy for us at all and um you know after our second baby like I had major issues with consistency for three years over three years before I really got back into a consistent workout routine so I completely understand the struggle and that guilt right that guilt of I shouldn't be doing this this is selfish I I need to be here because I literally had kids wrapped around my ankles as I was trying to leave the house to go out for a run, saying, Mommy, don't leave. Right. And then as they were getting older, they're clinging to you. Mm -hmm. We used to do the whole thing where we'd come home from work and then go out and run, but I didn't want to come home from work and then leave them again. Like, it's one thing when you got, like, the baby, they're napping or sleeping all the time, Mm -hmm. and they're awake all the time. It's like, I can go out and run now because they're going to be awake at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll see her then. But... We're getting them onto an actual normal routine. Mm-hmm. So if I'd come home, shovel some dinner in, or not eat dinner right then, and go out for a run, I was catching so little time with the kids yeah. that it was like, okay, this schedule doesn't work. So then then I flipped and started doing the morning thing. Mm-hmm. And for me, I knew that if I were going to become a consistent runner or work out consistently, I had to flip it over to an AM thing. All of the articles that I read said that, you know, that you have to be like that – morning runners or morning exercisers are way more consistent than people that tend to exercise after work. Well, because then you get your exercise in before mm-hmm. all of the obstacles and excuses mm-hmm. show up. And before like your willpower goes away. Well, you know? there's that I mean, too. Because there's that too. Like there, that there is like such a thing as decision fatigue. Like when you make decisions all day long, by the end of the day, you're just like done, right? Like that's a real thing. It's that mental fatigue of being like wired all day long also when you work out in the morning like you just kind of like find new energy levels you're you set yourself up for a lot of success in a lot of ways but we, we were kind of digressing here on the benefits of early morning running but a little bit it's, it's it is important but the idea here is that you can rewire your brain okay so you want to be making decisions from that prefrontal cortex from that 
problem solving, that higher level of your brain. And you wanna have those well thought out decisions before the emotion takes over. So for us, for example, you know, basically I decided, okay, I'm gonna have to start waking up early. But at that, then I was thinking, well, I don't like running in the dark by myself. Like that feels unsafe to me, especially as all of the articles are coming out about, you know, women being like things happening to women when they're out on their runs. And I'm like, and so I was like, okay, well, if I, know that I want to run in the morning and it's going to be dark in the morning, then I'm going to need to find a running buddy or a running group, which led me to join a local running group so that I could actually have people to run with to stay safe. And then that led to a whole host of other benefits. But all of those decisions were made with my prefrontal cortex. So then I said, okay, I'm going to meet this person or this group at this time on this day at this location. It was all planned in advance. So then when the alarm hit and I was tired and I didn't want to get up, I had already made that decision. Now I just had to follow through with it. Right. So you noticed all of the obstacles that could come up and get in your way and you addressed all of them rationally Mm -hmm. before the alarm went off. Yeah, before you were tired. Days before the alarm went off, you had the thing planned out and figured out of who Mm -hmm. and when and how much and what the workout was. All the details were figured out. Mm -hmm. You don't have to worry about thinking it. It's that planning ahead. Yes. It's figuring out what all the obstacles are rationally dealing with them. That way you can just overcome all the obstacles because you've already decided that they're not obstacles. You figured your way around it. Mm-hmm. So when when you reach the event, they're literally no longer there. It's just, oh, that's this thing. Here's how I go around it. Here's my next obstacle. Here's how I go around it because you've already figured out the plan. Right. Or you, when you do notice the resistance, because it still comes up, right? It's still when that alarm clock comes up and you still are in your comfy bed and you don't want to get out. Like that's resistance, right? That resistance can be mental. It can be physical. It can be show up in, in lots of different forms because it's not like your emotional brain just stops working and being like, oh, you're right, prefrontal cortex, you you already made the decision, so we're just going to follow it. Like, that's not what happens. Like, your emotional brain still comes up and says, no, no, no. It's like the little angel and devil, right, on your 100%. shoulder. It's like, no, 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 just stay here. Just stay here. And it's like, no, I already made this plan to go see my, go meet my friend. No, but your bed is so warm. Your bed is so warm. <laughs> I like your voice better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my voice is trying to come up. I, I'm just trying to be loud enough on the mic to hear the uh, the creepy emotional brain voice. <laughs> but so that resistance is still going to come up even if you have a plan, right? But you're just going to then notice it and be like, oh, thanks, brain, for trying to keep me safe and alive. I appreciate you. But I already have a plan, and now I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, I already have a plan. I don't even have to think about it. I appreciate I appreciate you looking out for me, but I'm actually not going to go die. I'm just going to get out of bed and put on my running shoes. Right, because you know you're not going to die. <laughs> right. You know, like, we, like our brain's trying to tell us that to try to convince you to not go do it. But it's not going to happen. I mean... For most of us. Right. For the most part, you're going (laughs) to be able to just get out of bed and tie your running shoes. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. So that's the big thing to know there, you know, is that you don't have to give in to that lower part of your brain. And the biggest key for that is planning ahead, right? That's how you're going to start making decisions from that higher level. And then you notice that resistance when it pops up. You don't think that something is wrong with you and you just choose not to give into it. You choose to go along with the higher plan that you've already made in the past. Okay, so when let's take a step back now okay. and think about like okay, that's kind of like 
decision making and rewiring your brain in the moment, right? If you're just kind of having a problem, just doing the thing. Sure. But sometimes it goes a little bit deeper than that. And, and this is when like people have kind of longer term problems with consistency or they're like on again, off again, and just like can't seem to ever find that flow. Or their rational brain is actually completely rationalizing that staying in bed is the correct choice. Yeah, that, that's that's what they're like giving into every time. Right, so yeah. it's not just an in the motion emotional thing. They're literally sitting there trying to debate beforehand. Be like, all right, I'm going to plan this whole thing out. But... I'm not sure if I should. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not sure of what's actually bringing them to it. Like, why would they get going? It seems nicer to not go out and run, mm-hmm. to not hit the strength routine. Like, why do I really need to do the mobility and the flexibility yeah. stuff? Like, where does that come from then? Right, and th- and this comes down to, like, the people that think they need to get motivated, right? This is the addressing that question of just how do I get motivated to continue or how can I find motivation to do the things that I know I need to do. And the answer is YouTube videos, right? YouTube inspirational videos. Fired up videos, get some (laughs) crazy like 80s rock music in the background, and out the door you go. So basically you... Like the the key is that you eliminate the need for motivation, right? Like motivation is not what you should be relying on as a runner if you want to maintain consistency. Motivation for long-term consistency will rapidly fade. Correct, because motivation is a feeling. So just like any feeling that you have, happiness, sadness, excitement, you know, being upset or frustrated or angry, motivation is also a feeling. Like you can feel motivated to do something. But like any feeling, it goes up and it goes down. It it pops in and you feel motivated and then it goes away. So if you rely on motivation and just trying to find motivation when it's hiding from you that day because you don't feel motivated, you're not going to be a consistent runner. If getting yourself consistently out the door relies on a like creepy hide and seek game with like this I don't know. I've I've got motivation being like this little animated thing that's now like hiding in corners of your house that you're searching for. It's just because we watched Inside Out this weekend with our kids. Oh God, it is. It's completely what it is. (laughs) (laughs) I've got like the little fear guy like running around trying to find issues going on here. (laughs) Perfect. That's what it is. In order to eliminate the need for motivation, there are five things that you need to keep in mind. So the first thing is to know your why. Why do you run? Why do you want to exercise in the first place? And a lot of people give a very superficial answer to this. Um, They're like, to get healthier. And it's like, okay, well, that's great. But like, are you unhealthy right now? And if the answer is no, like, yeah, I'm pretty healthy. You know, like if you're like, I'm not unhealthy. Like, All right, I'm, well, I'm you just healthy. sapped your motivation. There goes that reason, right? Like, that why is now not strong enough to overcome that resistance of getting out the door. So you need to have some sort of underlying why that is strong enough to overcome that resistance. Oh, that's a good one. This is part of my issue with consistently strength training. Mm. Because why do I strength train? And I very often go to, I strength train because without it, I get aches and pains in my hips or knees. Right, but if you don't currently have Do you currently have pain in your hips? No, I don't. Well, sweet. It looks like I'm not planking today. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the issue with, with prevention, right? That's one of the reasons that they say it's really hard to get people to do preventative exercises. Yeah. Because if you're not currently having the problem, that problem is not that big of a 
problem. You know, right, it's, it's not actually a problem right now in the moment. No, it's a nebulous concept that may become a problem mm-hmm. sometime in the future. But it Maybe. may not. Maybe. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So if it's not an immediate problem for you, it's just usually for most people not strong enough of a reason to get out there. That's why buying car insurance is terrible. Because Mm. you're buying car insurance hoping that you... like You have to buy it, though. You have to buy it. Same thing with homeowner's insurance. Like, I hate paying for all sorts of insurance. But are you then going to get, like, excited that you got in a car accident, that you can actually use your car insurance? Like, you're not. Like, everything about the insurance is just terrible. I hate insurance. Preventative stuff, it sounds rough. Like, no one gets excited to brush their teeth. But at the end of the day, you don't want a cavity in there. Mm -hmm. But that just become a habit, and that's going to go into... I know. Later in the podcast. I know, it went there. Our secret weapon. All right, so... Number one is to know your why. Number two is to understand your priorities. Okay. What do you and mean? then rank your priorities. Ooh, rank the priorities. Yeah. That's the like, bigger part. What do you value and what do you prioritize in your life? I think that this is really important because, you know, if, if you say that you prioritize family, you prioritize your health, you prioritize your career, like whatever it is, however you like to um, prioritize the different values that you hold in your life, I think it's important to kind of have them in a rank order right like so when it comes down to something coming up you're like well this you know my health is more important than this thing that just came up um so i'm going to do the thing that's going to help support my health right and then once you have those priorities then actually check and see if you're living by those priorities Mm -hmm. like how did you just spend your day today like is is scrolling through your social media feed actually high on your priority list because it's probably not. Like when you right. sit down there and you're like, oh no, these are definitely my priorities. And you like, you knock out bullet points. You look at the list. You're like, I am proud of my list of priorities, my family and my health and mm-hmm. whatever it is. And then you're like, wait, how did I spend my day? Because mm-hmm. it might not be according yeah. to your priorities. Correct. And that's where you have to always look at where are you spending your time and where are you spending your money? And does it align with the priorities that you say that you have? Right. All and right. If, if not, then you need to change something. So know your why. Know your why. Set your priorities. Number three is decide who you want to be. Okay. Right? So if you say that this thing is a priority, if you say that you're a runner, if you decide ahead of time who you want to be, then you have to act in alignment with that person, with that identity that you've chosen for yourself. All right. So that's your identity. Identity leads to action. Totally. Because... Part of the issue is, right, like, do you want to be the person that commits to something and then backs out? Or do you want to be the person that's constantly letting yourself down, that knows that you should be doing something, but then you're not doing it? Is that the kind of person that you want to be? I mean, no one's going to say out loud, yes, I want to be somebody that makes giant, bold statements and never follows through on them. Like, that's not, like, a a proud thing. Right, but a lot of people do that. All the time. Right? And, And that's the thing is, like, just understanding and then owning that, owning that idea of, like, you know, I am someone that makes a commitment, that prioritizes my health, makes a plan, and then sticks to it makes a commitment to myself and then sticks to it. Like that's the kind of person that I want to be. Like, and that's what builds that trust with yourself. It, it builds integrity. Like essentially you are then acting as the person that you say you are. Yeah. So you, you set your priorities based off your priority list. You then decide the person that you, you are not the person that you're going to be or becoming or whatever, mm-hmm. but the person that you in fact are right. and then act 
as that person. Mm-hmm. And that will that will lead to the actions that then reinforces the person that you say that you actually are being. Exactly. And so you decide, this is the person that I am. And then that leads us to number four. You make a plan, okay? You plan out what it is you're going to do. That's kind of what we already talked about earlier, um, where you plan out ahead of time. You try to look at the obstacles and the resistance that might come up, and you decide in advance how you're going to overcome those things. And then number five is that you commit to it and you just do it. Then Then you just have to follow through with it. Right. So then it takes away a lot of this, like doing the thing, becoming a battle step by step by step. Like, Ooh, Mm -hmm. do I have the motivation for that little step? Do I have the motivation for the next step? And every little teeny tiny detail isn't this huge emotional thing Mm -hmm. where your emotions kick in and say, Nope, take the lazy path Mm -hmm. because you've already got a plan and you know that you're going to follow through on that plan. Mm -hmm. So doing the thing just becomes matter of fact. It becomes almost mundane even. Yeah. Because it's, I'm doing this because uh, this is the kind of person that I am, right? right? Like, so for example, for me, like one of the ways that I identify myself is as a strong woman. Like that is one of the ways that I like to think about myself and my identity. And to me, a strong woman and a strong mother is someone that can play all the things with my kids, like never be limited by my physical status. Like I can run, I can jump, I can like show my kids how strong I am. Like I want my kids to like look up to me, um, both physically with my physical strength and my mental strength, you know, to, to see me as a role model and as an example. So you got me laughing. I want my kids to look up to me physically. We're running out of time with I the older totally one. Running out we are of running time. out of time that she will physically be looking up to you she anymore. She will not be anymore. <laughs> it's so crazy how fast they grow up. And I, I am short. That kid's got my height. She does. She is not going to physically look up to you. No, she will be taller than me. That is for sure. Probably. I'm giving it two years. Probably less. Yeah. I think it might even be a year. But, um, but, but yes. But she will always look up to you. Thank you. I hope so. I mean, that's that's my goal, right? That's my goal. That's the person that I want to be. I want to be a good role model for my kids. And to me, that means that I need to have a strong body. What does that mean to have a strong body? Well, for me, it means that I need to run and then I need to strength cha- strength train regularly. I also like to see in the mirror evidence of that strength in when I see my muscles. Like that to me, like when I can look in the mirror and see muscle definition, that is confirmation, further evidence that I am strong. I can feel it when I go to lift the kids or when I go to lift a box or move the couch at home, you know, like you and I do projects all the time. I just, you know, sucked Kevin into rearranging our two rooms in our house this this past weekend and I'm like all right come on we're moving the couch and we just picked it up and moved the couch (laughs) yes our weekend was super busy you said all you wanted to do on Sunday afternoon was just relax on the couch (laughs) but instead what we actually did was move the couch to multiple locations within the house I know we moved it from one to the other and then it stayed Uh uh-huh and then we moved the other couch well yeah the chase Uh uh-huh and then the puppy was biting at us the whole time (laughs) Yeah. It's not easy to move a couch while there's a puppy trying to jump on you. I move the desks by myself and the weight, the weight, uh, box box that I have. Yes, you did. But anyway, but, but I love that I'm able to do all that and that I don't have to call in my big strong man to help me with all of the tasks. No, you need to, you need some help moving a couch. They're (laughs) a little, they're, they're cumbersome. There are things. Yes. But like, but that's part of 
me, who I think that I am, who I want to be. And so therefore, those are the actions I need to do. I know that I need to strength train a couple of times a week. I know that I need to run several times a week. Like, And I have a plan so that I don't have to think about it. Like, The plan takes out the need to figure it out on a daily basis. You're like, Monday I'm running, Tuesday I'm strength training. Wednesday I'm doing speed work. You know, It's like boom, boom, boom. This is just what I'm doing now because I've already made that plan. So now I just also commit to it and follow through with it because that's also the kind of person I am. I'm the kind of person that follows a plan that I make for myself. Right. And that is sometimes a little tricky to convey to the rest of the family that your follow through on your exercise plan might not always mesh with their timeline Mm. of, you know, especially if you go back several years to kid clinging at your leg. Yeah. Like, okay, but I need to be consistent because I've got this plan and today is a running day and I'm heading out the door, but the kid's clinging to your leg screaming, no, don't go. Yeah. It's tricky. Right. And now that we're years removed from that, like I can see the payoff, right? Like it's hard to see the payoff in the moment, but that's why, again, you want to make these decisions with that higher level part of your brain that is capable of, you know, seeing into the future and understanding that the actions that you take today will pay off in the long run. It might take a while, but it's going to happen. And now the girls are totally on board. Like they understand that this is just a part of who we are as runners, as their parents, and that it's a part of our whole family life too. You know, that we exercise, we stay active. Um, This is a part of us being strong. And like they enjoy that now. You know, they like at least they they say they like having, you know, runner parents and strong parents that they know aren't sick, right? Like we don't have any chronic diseases. Like we're not overweight and have problems um, with, you know, keeping up with them. Like if they want us to go outside and play with them, we can go do that. Yeah. We don't always say yes. We don't always say yes, but we (laughs) certainly can. we can do it. You know, and we've we've done that. Or we'll do like relay races with the Frisbee or up and down the street or on the scooter or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. We can totally get out there and go. Or they'll try and race me on a bike as I try and take off sprinting away from them. Mm -hmm. Like it's a fun game to play. And now we just need to convince the newest member of our family that every once in a while we get up before the sun and we all go to crazy races. (laughs) So you're going to have to get on board with that also. That's right. She's getting her last shot tomorrow so we're gonna be able to take her more places all right so that's that's our puppy in case you guys are wondering so the secret weapon in all of this okay so we've kind of given <laughs> the you secret weapon. the secret weapon um the in the five keys to help eliminate that need for motivation right the secret weapon behind all of it is habit formation why Because habits remove your need to make a decision, right? We talked about how you're going to notice the resistance and you're just going to do it anyway. That still requires you to make that choice. You're still making a decision to overcome the resistance and to do the thing. Right. But habits take out that need for decision-making all the time, right? Rituals and routines are super powerful because you just do them without even thinking, right? So... We always, I always like to go to brushing your teeth, right? Yes, your, you do. your morning routine. It's you, your habit. You get up out of bed. <laughs> you get up out of bed. Maybe you go to the bathroom. You brush your teeth. You wash your face. You don't really have to think about these things. You just do them. You know, maybe you drive to work every day at the same office building. You don't. You have to really think about. Well, how am I going to get to work today? Like you just get in the car and you drive. And I'm sure most of us, if not all of us, have probably had that experience where your brain just kind of goes 
goes on autopilot and you're like, how did I get here? Like, I don't even remember <laughs> driving to work, right? Because you just kind of zone out. Maybe you're listening to music or a podcast or something else. Maybe is you're going listening on. to us as you drive to work yeah, right now, right? Like, and pay attention. They're light. <laughs> There's a light. <laughs> um, but like, you can just like kind of zone out because your brain just knows it so well. You know all the turns to make. You know exactly what to do, right? And there's a lot of things in your life that you can probably think of that are habits that you don't have to think about. Like how to tie your shoes. You, I, I do not give it a lot of conscious effort in the morning, but I was, I was thinking of right before I drive to work, I carry lots of stuff out to my car in the morning. I got multiple bags and coffee and breakfast. I carry all sorts of things. And it took me a little while to figure out how to carry all of them and which arms they go over and how I hold all these things. And now I carry and do this ridiculous thing of bring it all to my car Sometimes the girls would be like, Dad, I'll carry your coffee for you. And I'm thrown. I'm like, yeah. okay, but now what am I supposed to do with that hand? Yeah. Like, I know exactly how to carry all of this stuff. The other day, we had, uh, our little one had a doubleheader in softball. And I had to carry all the gear mm-hmm. from the one field to the field the next one over. And one of the parents, after I made almost the entire trek over, was like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't see you. I, I would have helped you. What can I take you? And I'm like... I don't think you can take anything right now without it all falling back down. Yeah. So just just make sure I don't hit anybody. Yeah, we'll everything's good. perfectly balanced. But think about the idea of tying your shoes, right? This is a, a great example also. You don't have to think about tying your shoes anymore. You just tie your shoes. But when you're a kid learning how to tie your shoes, you have to remember the sequence, right? And like this one goes, either you use the, did you use bunny ears or did you use the over-under? Over-under. Yeah, so did I. I. I never really liked the bunny ears method. That That's not what we taught our kids either. Which is really funny because our kid uses bunny ears. No, she doesn't. 100% Currently? does. Currently? Yes. That's interesting. I know. Neither one of us did it. Neither one of us like it. And that's how our kid ties her shoes. So it must have been one of her teachers or something. (sighs) But anywho, it's one of those things. Teachers, what are you going to do with them? (laughs) (laughs) But it's one of those things that, you know, as a kid, you have to concentrate a lot on because you're forming that habit, right? And this is, as a kid, you don't think about it. Like, you learn how to walk. You learn how to run. You learn how to throw a ball. Like, all these things that are not natural. And the more and more you do them, then they just become a learned thing. Then they become a habit. They become something that you don't have to think about anymore. Like now I I coach an eight-year-old softball team, you know, teaching them how to throw the ball and breaking that movement down about like, first you hold the ball like this, then you pull your arm back, then you step with this leg, then you do this, then you, you know, flip your wrist and, you know, the different steps that you actually have to go through to throw a ball. And after you've thrown hundreds and thousands of balls, you don't think about it anymore. You just throw a ball. That's why it's really tricky to teach someone how to throw a ball. Right. Like, it's really tricky to try and teach someone the exact precise movements to take a running step. Mm-hmm. Because there's hundreds of movements involved in that. Yeah. And some of them are reactionary movements that you don't actually have to think about mm-hmm. once you do, do step A. Step B and C just fall in like dominoes behind yeah. them. Right. Same thing happens with throwing a ball. So it's tricky to try and teach somebody that's that's the power of the habit is mm-hmm. it goes beyond thinking to it's just naturally what happens. Right. And so when it, it becomes more efficient and it's just naturally what you do, you don't have to expend any brain power trying to decide 
decide whether or not you're even going to do it. Like it's on the calendar. This is what I do on Monday mornings. This is what I do on Tuesday mornings. This is just part of my normal routine. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do it. Um, and that's why building a habit and cr creating a habit around whatever it is you're trying to stay consistent on is the most powerful thing you can do, right? So for example, if you are trying to, you know, stay um, consistent with your running or with your strength training, right? Your, yep. your core routine, your mobility, whatever it is, um, putting out your clothes ahead of time. Like this is one of the things that they say for running, right? Putting out your running shoes, putting everything out so that it's there, right? Or um, having a yoga mat next to your bed so that it's like the first thing you see in the morning that you put your yoga clothes on and you just do the yoga or you set that time in your calendar and then you stick to it, right? So that you know this is exactly what I'm going to do and I just have to execute it. Um, and it just kind of takes away that need for that thinking. Right, which is why it's super helpful to have habits and routines where you get the same actions at like the same time of the day, like over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it is really nice if you have a regular schedule. People are like, oh, but that routine is just going to get so boring. Yeah, so boring and consistent, mm -hmm. where you just keep getting so consistent at the thing that your successes just become super huge. Man, that sounds really boring. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and that's where, you know, you start setting goals and challenging yourself is like once you've established that consistency, then you no longer need to waste your energy and your brain power on just trying to be consistent. You've already got that down. Yeah. Now you freed up all of this energy and brain power and body power to go out and get better. Yeah. Because if you... If by the time you get out the door, you've already argued with your brain for like five to ten minutes about whether or not you're going to run, you're certainly not going to have some sort of like speed workout in the mm -hmm. middle of your workout. It's probably not going to go well. You're already exhausted. You struggled to tie your shoes, let's be honest, because <laughs> that habit went out the window because you were debating whether or not you should even go work out that day. Yeah. So taking all of that out, because it's just a habit, it's just what you do, suddenly you know, whatever the time of the day it was, you look down and you're like, huh, look at that. I am totally dressed to run and my shoes are tied and I'm ready to go. Now you're onto the next level and you can start doing things with your running. Yeah, for sure. So those are really the main keys that we wanted to cover here today. Um, we hope that it was helpful, helpful for you guys. Um, just one more thing I wanted to mention about knowing your why, about going deeper. Um, I didn't mention the five whys exercise, and I, I wanted to just put that in real quick, is that when you decide, like, you know, ask yourself, why do I run? Or why is strength, you know, why do I strength train? Or why is strength training important? And it's like, oh, because I want to get stronger. Well, why do I want to get stronger? Because I want to prevent injuries. Well, why do I want to prevent injuries? So basically what you do is you act like a toddler and ask why five times in a row to see if you can get deeper. Because a lot of times the reason and the motivation is deeper than we think it is. Right, and that's another good spot where you have to kind of hold back on the resistance and just let the answer flow mm -hmm. until you're like, oh, I did not think that was going to be the reason behind it. And yeah. it's kind of interesting to see what happens when you keep asking why a few mm -hmm. more times. If you go on a loop, if you cycle back to the same yeah. thing, you're you're cheating. You're, you've found resistance and you're not going to the honest answer. You went mm -hmm. back superficial instead of diving deeper to figure out the actual reason as to why you're doing something. Right, exactly. And so, you know, like for me, when I kept asking why, part of the reason that I want to be a strong mom is because I had an experience where I hurt 
hurt my back and I wasn't able to sit on the floor and play with my kids and I wasn't able to pick them up and I don't ever want to be that way. Like I don't ever want my physical body to limit the mother that I want to be. Yeah. And that's pretty dang strong. That's, you know, that's a pretty strong reason for wanting to stay in really good, strong physical shape. And I, and I also, you know, worked as a physical therapist and for f- the past 15 years, I've been working with people that have chronic pain and chronic disease. And I see what their life looks like when they have to go to doctors all day. Like every day there's a doctor's appointment. They spend all of their time going to the doctor. And I'm like, I definitely do not want to live my life like that. I want to be traveling. I want to be exploring the world. I want to be hiking canyons and doing all of those fun things when I'm that age and have that kind of freedom. Like I don't want to be limited by my physical body. And so when you continue to break it down, like how deep can you go? And is that thing a strong enough reason to to like get you out the door to say yes this is who I am and this is what I want to do. Yeah, that's a little deeper than, you know, YouTube video quick inspiration motivation. Mm. Yeah, that can fire you up for on the next few minutes, but when you really understand your why, that's the consistency. That's what's going to keep you going day after day after day. Right. So I highly, highly suggest that you do that if you haven't yet. And if you want to reach out and let us know what you've come up with, I would love to hear it. You can always email us, um, Angie at realliferunners.com or Kevin at realliferunners.com. So guys, thank you as always for listening to this episode and for sharing it with a friend and for leaving us a review on iTunes. For all of you that have done that, we really, really appreciate it. It helps new people to find the podcast so that we can help more runners to take control of their mind, to take control of their running plan, and to find a routine that works for them so that you can run faster, run longer, run stronger, and do all of it without injury so that you can be the runner that you want to be. So if you need something to commit to, or maybe you just want to, like maybe you don't need it, but maybe you just want to have some fun, you want to get a medal and earn some swag and be entered to win our prize drawing, um, head over to yourrunningplan.com. You can sign up there for our May challenge and you can also sign up for the Real Life Runners training team. And if you sign up for the team, you actually get the challenge for free. So, hey, sweet bonus. I know, sweet bonus. So um, go check that out over at yourrunningplan.com. If you are struggling with consistency, we would love to help you. We create customized training plans for you, for our the runners on our team, so that you can achieve your goals. So no matter where you are on your running journey right now, we can help you to hit your goals, give you the plan so that you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to be confused with all the information that's out there. Like there's so much out there. And like Kevin said earlier in the episode, a lot of times when you have too much information, it just leads to overwhelm and inaction. And you know, you're not going to get results when you don't take action. Yeah, no, the team is, is the place to be where you got a plan that says this is what you're doing every day. Mm-hmm. And then if you join now, you join right in time for um, the team focus of May, which is all on the habit formation. And right. nothing builds the consistency like habits. I mean, if you've made it this far into the episode, you certainly grasp the importance of habits. Right, exactly. So if you want to take all the guesswork out of your training, if you want to have a proven plan that is backed by science and evidence and over a decade working with runners across the age span. We especially love working with runners over the age of 35 and 40, um, people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s that want to run 
pain-free, without injury, and continue to improve. Like this is the thing that people don't realize is that you can still continue to get better no matter how old you are. And we love helping people to kind of like break through these obstacles and barriers that they've set um, for themselves and open up brand new possibilities and show them, you know, a life that where they can enjoy running and they can feel strong in, in who they are and in what their body can do. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's 2021. Let's come up with some crazy goal and go for it. Let's do it. All right, guys. So head over to yourrunningplan.com to sign up for the challenge and or the team over there. And we um, would just love to see you inside our training team so we can help you reach your goals. Um, and as always, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast episode number 197 now get out there and run your life hey if you enjoy listening to this podcast you have to come check out the real life runners training team it's our monthly coaching program where we take all of this material we apply it and we take it to the next level we teach you how to train your mind body and skills for true and lasting success in your running and your life We offer customized training plans, live coaching calls, and one-on-one coaching, along with our proven system to help you transform into the runner you want to be and achieve your goals. Come join our team over at realliferunners.com forward slash team and start to truly run your life. We'll see you there.